Journalists striking for better pay, why some are saying keeping journalism around requires an investment. And storms moving through the area, bringing pockets of heavy rain and also cooler temperatures. Your first warning forecast is coming up. More GOP candidates are entering the presidential race. How they hope to beat former President Trump amid his legal battles. Waving signs and chanting down Congress Avenue. Journalists with the Austin American Statesman spent the afternoon striking for better wages and a fair contract. Thanks for joining us tonight at 5. I'm Britt Moreno. And I'm Mike Rush. Now this comes as hundreds of journalists within Gannett who owns the Statesman walked out today. Nabil Ramanda is live to share their story. Nabil. That's right, journalists with the Statesman were out here in front of the old building, out here talking about better wages. They had signs, they were waving them as cars drove by, and they say as the cost of living here in Austin continues to rise, they need better salaries so they can live and work here as well. As Austin continues to increase in size. What do we want? Journalists at the Statesman are hoping to see increases to their salaries. It is a very expensive place to live, and, you know, of course, a lot of people in Austin are feeling that, and that includes our journalists. Carrie Heath covers education for the Statesman. She says she's seeing good journalists leave the profession because they can't afford to live and work in Austin. Both are leaving, both young journalists and the veteran journalists. It's hard on everyone. In a statement from the Austin American Statesman, they tell us despite the work stoppage, there will be no disruption to the content or delivery of the Austin American Statesman. Our goal is to preserve local journalism and serve our communities as we bargain to finalize contracts that provide equitable wages and benefits for our valued employees. Unionized journalists have been fighting for a new contract for two years. They want a $60,000 wage floor for all starting reporters. I think at this point it's somewhere close to 40. Luz Moreno Lozano spent her last day on the job striking. She's moving on to a job that will pay better. Jenna Heath is a professor of journalism at St. Edwards University. She says her students are still as passionate as ever about the profession, but she says keeping journalists around requires an investment. I think communities suffer when we do not have robust local journalism. I think we're seeing that happen all over the country for a variety of reasons. Congressman Greg Kassar stopped by Monday's protest. He says when corporations are making money, they need to make sure their employees are taken care of. That corporate growth needs to translate to higher wages for their employees. Now, this was a one-day walkout, but I was told by journalists out here, if nothing changes or that contract is not made uh, possible soon, then they could see more strikes out here. Again, also, the uh, the employees also set up a GoFundMe. That website is linked to our website on KXAN.com. Back to you. Thanks, Nabil. Going in-depth, the Census Bureau's Service Annual Survey shows the shift from print to digital media in the past 20 years. In 2000, the total estimated weekday circulation of U.S. daily newspapers was 55 million. That dropped to 20 million by 2020, showing the drastic decline in readership. Revenue also dropped. Newspaper publishers brought in over $46 billion in 2002, but that number was cut in half in 2020 to $22 billion. Well, you likely got some rain in the recent past. We had some storms over the weekend. We even had some roll through this morning. One of our viewers, Rex, sent an email to report it at KXAN.com, and he showed us some amazing, 
amazing time-lapse video here of the storm over Dripping Springs on Saturday. Way to get that lightning, Rex. And this super cool picture of lightning mm. over downtown Austin. That could be a postcard. That was pretty incredible. Taken that same night. And now, of course, there's a calm after every storm. And take a look at this. If this doesn't give you hope <laughs> for this new week, I don't know what will. A beautiful rainbow here snapped in Leander last night. Yeah. Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans joining us now to update us on what's coming our way now. Looks like we've had a lot of professional photographers out there doing a great job. Uh, we appreciate them sending those Send in. Send yours. Yeah, report at KXAN.com. You guys are our eyes and ears. Light show of all kinds. Rainbows, lightning, Aww. and we've got more of both out there actually today. Here we are with some sun breaking through over Lake Travis. You can see some thunderstorm clouds though in the distance. The Oasis camera always looking nice. Wish the lake levels were a little higher, of course. Here's the scattering of thunderstorms across the area right now from the hill country. Not so much in Austin, but a few bigger storms out in Fayette County. Zooming in now to the clouds we saw from Lake Travis. Some lightning and thunder moving from Sandy into Johnson City. Nothing severe, just some welcome rain. Remember to stay indoors, though, when thunder is audible. Out near Dripping Springs, couple downpours. Not much in Austin right now, but some heavier storms that are no longer severe, producing heavy rain and dangerous lightning in southern Fayette County. As a few heavy downpours continue, we're not only concerned with lightning and small hail, but the possibility of minor flooding this evening. We'll have your hour-by-hour hour forecast tonight and another stormy day for some tomorrow. Next. All right, thank you, David. We are learning more about the indictments of Austin police officers. The Austin Police Association announced last week three of the officers already faced indictments and two new officers were indicted. Jeffrey Ting now faces a charge of deadly conduct by discharging a firearm. Ting was one of 19 officers indicted last year over claims of excessive force during protests in downtown Austin in 2020. His attorneys claim they only got eight hours notice to submit materials for the grand jury to consider. The district attorney's office declined our offer to comment on those claims. One of the two newly indicted officers is Joseph Pesci. Pesci also faces a charge of deadly conduct by discharging a firearm. We have reached out to his attorney and are waiting to hear back. California's governor and Department of Justice is investigating after a group of migrants from Texas got dropped off in front of a church in Sacramento without warning. There are 16 migrants total, four women and 12 men, ages range from 18 to the mid-20s from Venezuela and Colombia. The migrants had been processed in El Paso and from there they were taken to New Mexico and then flown to Sacramento on a private jet. They carried documents that appeared to be issued by the state of Florida. More Republican candidates are jumping into the race for the White House this week, and they will join a growing field of challengers, including their once former President Donald Trump. This comes as the grand jury is looking into the classified documents at Mar-a-Lago and expected to meet again this week after weeks of no movement in this case. Here's NBC's Alice Barr. Just as the Republican presidential contest starts heating up with several candidates set to announce this week, there's word of a potential legal bombshell for the far and away frontrunner, former President Trump. Members of the Trump legal team spotted at the Department of Justice today as the grand jury hearing evidence in the former president's handling of classified documents is expected to meet again this week after a hiatus. A decision to indict by special counsel Jack Smith would mark the first time a former president has been charged with a federal crime. Mr. Trump adamantly denies any wrongdoing, arguing he had the right to keep classified materials at his Mar-a-Lago estate. 
I took the documents I'm allowed to. Former President Trump also faces investigations into efforts to overturn the 2020 election and felony charges of falsifying business records in New York. As the legal challenges pile up, Republican candidates looking for an opening set to jump into the race this week, including past Trump allies, former Vice President Mike Pence, who filed paperwork today to make his run official, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Several candidates now sharpening their attacks on the former president from his claims he can fix the country in six months. Don't let anyone tell you they can do this in 24 hours or in six months or anything like that. Uh, this is going to be trench warfare. To the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. He thinks it was a beautiful day. I think it was a terrible day. I'll always stand by that. To praise for North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un. Whether it's my former running mate or anyone else, no one should be praising the dictator in North Korea. Presidential hopefuls who once praised Mr. Trump now challenging him. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Now, even as the field of Republican candidates grows, new requirements may limit the number that can actually make it on stage for the first primary debate in August. And that includes strict fundraising requirements and a promise to support whoever gets that nomination. Still to come, if you plan on leaving the country this summer and you don't have your passport yet, you may be in trouble why it is taking months for some people to get theirs. United Airlines wants to make traveling out of the Austin airport a little easier. How their new bag shortcut works. A man died after going underwater in the San Marcos River over the weekend. It is the first known recovery this year. The Caldwell County Sheriff's Office says it got a call about a man possibly drowning around 3 on Saturday afternoon. Multiple agencies responded and searched. They found his body almost 24 hours later. The Sheriff's Office says the victim was possibly from out of state and the incident is considered an accident. Coming up on KXN News at 6 o'clock, we will look more into this case and how many drownings have happened in Texas waters over the years. The search for victims in an Iowa apartment complex has ended. All three people who were unaccounted for in the Davenport collapse have now been recovered. The body of 42-year-old Brandon Colvin Sr. was found on Saturday. Two others, 51-year-old Ryan Hitchcock and 60-year-old Daniel Prien, were found over the last 48 hours. We haven't heard exactly what caused this collapse, but we do know the building was labeled as passing inspection when it did not. We also know there were multiple issues reported even days leading up to the collapse. Well, our second consecutive cooler than normal day. Austin's high temperature only hitting 88 instead of the 90s that are more typical in early June. And look at this, most of this falling early, early this morning before you woke up. Two-thirds of an inch of rain, just like that. We're back on track for the month. Your first warning forecast with 100-degree heat on the horizon coming up. You might want to plan for extra time to get a passport. Apparently, the government is saying that it's taking more time because of increased demand. But there are some things that you can do to speed that up. Jayla Washington looked into the free and expensive ways to do that. That's a good book, dude. There is no way Diana Krogard is leaving this face behind. All right, there you go, dude. But her toddler needed his passport like yesterday. Sunday. He was really in Sunday. Yeah. And you don't have passports. Uh-uh. They're heading to London for a friend's wedding. Back in April, they tried to schedule an appointment. Like we were unable to do that in the Austin area at all. She says they even drove to Fredericksburg to get one the same day and paid for their application to be expedited. This is the number I've been calling. More than a month later, though, nothing. It's causing like a lot of <laughs> distress and anxiety right now. 
She's not alone. Passport applications are up 30% compared to last year. In March, the U.S. Department of State said passport processing will now take 10 to 13 weeks. 7 to 9 if you pay an extra 60 bucks to move your application through faster. Give us a couple minutes. Now, third-party agencies like Austin Passport Express are swamped trying to help people. We can't help you until you're within two weeks of the travel date to do emergency services. We're booked up for two weeks as of right now because of how bad it is. If you go this route, you can expect to pay about 1500 bucks for the fast service. Is this going to be on a card, sir? Or you can try contacting your representative for help. We can't work miracles. What we can try to do sometimes is to get it to the top of the stack. Uh, we've been able to help a number of people, even, even babies, get their passports. But the earlier you start, the better. Diana is working with Representative Lloyd Doggett and in the meantime is just waiting. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. Okay, so if this is all ringing a bell, Texas has two passport agency centers, one in Houston and in Dallas, that handle passport applications directly. But you do have to make an appointment for those agencies. We have more details about the process over at KXAN.com. Going in depth, lawmakers are asking about the impact of the new online passport renewal system known as OPR. It had been rolled out as a test last year. This letter from Congress to the State Department identifies potential technological issues with the system. It references quote, delays dating back to November and raises concerns about potential risks of the system, including longer processing times and a lack of human assistance. Officials paused that system earlier this year, putting everyone who used it behind. United Airlines is partnering with Austin's airport to make it easier to get off the ground. A new bag drop shortcut will roll out in the next two weeks. Here's how it works. If you have the United app, you can choose how many bags you're checking. Once you get to the airport, find the specific United bag drop shortcut kiosk. Place your bag on the scale and scan your boarding pass and from there the agent will check your ID and take your bag. This is all to get people's bags checked in faster in order to get them through TSA and to their gates even quicker. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, 518 on your Monday, and we are still tracking some welcome showers and thunderstorms, though they are wetting some roadways for our evening commute. Here we are on the area-wide view with a smattering of rain across the area. Here uh, in Travis County right now, we do have some rain breaking up for the most part. A few light showers still east of Pflugerville and a couple downpours close to Fitzhugh and Dripping Springs. In the Hill Country, nothing severe, but we do have some lightning and heavy rain approaching Johnson City from the north west will bounce over to Fayette County, which is really where we've gotten hammered today. LaGrange, some lighter rain now, same up in Round Top. Heavier storms, though, pushing into Schulenburg and Flatonia with some small hail, nothing severe at this time. I say that area got hammered because look at this. We just got some new information from the National Weather Service. Over the last 24 hours, just south of Round Top, we got nearly five inches of rain. And that's honestly just in the past two or three hours. All these other heaviest totals that we've seen in the past day, actually near the Austin metro area or in Austin from those early morning thunderstorms today. East Austin, nearly two inches, close to Manshack, about two and a third. You can find your rain totals on KXAN.com. Here's the best part. Thanks to the clouds and the rain cool the air, it is 76 degrees right now when we could be in the lower 90s or even 99 like we were yet, uh, last year on today's date. Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam looking lovely. It's cooler where it's raining, warmer where it's not. Mid 80s in Blanco, 82 in San Marcos, 77 right now in Bastrop.
You can see the statewide view showing scattered thunderstorms blossoming with daytime heating. The same weather pattern that we had a couple of weeks ago is setting up for the next couple of days. High pressure to the west puts us in this northwesterly flow aloft, and this is a tricky pattern. It brings down these little disturbances that our models sometimes have trouble with producing rounds of scattered rain. We are pretty confident though in this model going forward. Some scattered downpours continue, but largely break up a little bit over the next few hours. Rain chances do drop after sundown tonight, but they're not completely eliminated. A couple isolated showers or a thunderstorm still possible from midnight through especially sunrise tomorrow morning. Now tomorrow, once we heat up after a mainly dry first half of your workday, we've got clouds building and a few showers and storms blossoming again. Overall, it will be a little bit drier than what we saw today, but still some heavy downpours and lightning are possible, including on tomorrow evening's commute. So plan accordingly. Additional rainfall totals through tomorrow night. This is most of what we'll see through the rest of the week. A quarter inch, a half inch here or there. Some of us see heavier totals, but others unfortunately miss out. After that, the weather pattern totally changes, and unfortunately, our luck with holding off the triple digits may be ending. High pressure, which is currently to our west, starts to build overhead later this week. That'll squash the rain chances a lot lower, and by early next week, look at this bubble of high pressure. This tends to lead to triple digits, even with the wet soil that we've got from all the recent rain. Temperatures are going to steadily climb. After one more day in the 80s tomorrow, we're in the upper 90s this weekend into Monday next week. That is hotter than normal, and this weather gets even hotter in our two-week outlook. We've got a big bullseye of warmer-than-normal weather mid-June. That's when I expect the first triple digits of the year, especially in Austin, drier weather during uh, next week's forecast as well. So we'll enjoy the scattered rain while we've got it. 67 tonight with a few showers and storms remaining in the forecast. Tomorrow, 40% chance of rain, 89. Could be worse this time of the year. High temperatures really warm up with high humidity producing heat index values over 100 degrees. A couple showers and storms remain possible through the weekend, but the chance of rain much lower than today. Still to come, two weekend shootings in Texas with suspects nowhere to be found. What Dallas and San Antonio police are doing to find who's responsible. Police are looking for the people responsible for shooting a family of five in Sunnyvale. That's just east of Dallas. Two people have been following the family as they parked at their apartment complex. Once the man, woman, and three children got out of their white car, the suspects apparently began shooting. Police say the woman was pronounced dead there at the scene. The man and three children are recovering from non-life-threatening injuries. The suspects are believed to be a man and a woman. They were last seen in a black Toyota Camry. Police in San Antonio are also looking for gunmen involved in a deadly shooting at a mall. It happened around 3 yesterday at a barbershop inside the North Star Mall. Two men walked into the business and shot a man while he was getting a haircut and then ran out of the mall. Prince Harry is in court in London today. He's giving evidence in his lawsuit against the publisher of British tabloid The Daily Mirror. Now, Prince Harry is one of more than 100 other high-profile figures suing Mirror Group newspapers for alleged phone hacking and other unlawful behavior that happened between 1991 and 2011. Lawyers representing Harry and three other claimants attempted to prove that unlawful information gathering was carried out with the knowledge and approval of senior executives. The group did apologize and admit to one occasion where they broke the law to get information about the prince. Tonight on KXAN, it is American Ninja Warrior at 7, then The Weakest Link at 9 before KXAN News at 10 o'clock. You can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on the CW Austin, and here is where to find us.
Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.